Do not worry. I'm not going to kill you. I have other uses for you. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Long Time Ago Radio, a conversational podcast about Star Wars and the official podcast of CanonTimeline.com. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Mobley, and I'm joined by my two favorite fans in the galaxy, Alex Vargas and Rebecca June Lane. How are you two doing? Great. Doing good. Sweet. I missed talking. We because this month's been nuts, and yes. it's finally over, and we get, we have cool stuff to talk about. So much news. Yeah. So this is another one of those like special episodes. So next week will be the episode about the prequels, and I guess we should have talked about this before the show. But I, I might need, I might need to watch them again. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I'm good rewatching them too. Yeah, I'll I need to too, get a, yeah. I need to get a refresher. I'm not gonna say like you have to, because honestly, like those movies are probably ingrained in our heads. But I feel like I need to a refresher course. Need to get a little refresher before we talk about our feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Especially two and three. I, I mean, we were kids when one came out, and I watched that like every week even though it's terrible, for oh, like yeah. months. So that yeah. I would probably recite. Yeah, when I was a kid, I was I, I was all about episode one. I was a staunch defender. So, If you love episode one, tune in next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about how Jar Jar is the best character. Boo. Uh, no, but this week, for this special episode, uh, we're going to be talking about San Diego Comic-Con, which just passed, and all the cool Star Wars book announcements and other things that we got at the show. But also, D23 happened last week. And for those of you that aren't aware, D23 is basically Disney's Comic-Con. Uh, so there's a ton of Marvel, Disney, Pixar, and Star Wars stuff was also unveiled there. So, I mean, well, obviously, we're only going to talk about the Star Wars stuff. But uh, we have a lot of stuff to cover. So we're just going to get right into it. We're going to get into all the cool announcements. I have good news for you, my lord. Alright, so, obviously they're building a Star Wars land in both Disneyland and Disney World, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, both parks. And uh, it finally got a name. It's called Galaxy's Edge, which I think is a great name. And... They pretty much unveiled the entire layout. They didn't show pictures, really, they, right? I didn't see any pictures. There's no pictures of the actual build-ups, but there are. They, they did release uh, quite a bit of concept art during their uh, theme park panel and also on the show floor. So, and, and okay. it's interesting is that the uh, the concept art shows some of the characters that they didn't really announce you'd see there. So we can we can talk about that a little bit later. But it, they uh, they had some good concept art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the full-scale model, right, of Disneyland? Yes, yeah, so what they did is they built a full-scale model of Galaxy's Edge. And, I mean, it, it looked beautiful. I saw a few pictures of it leaking the Wednesday morning before the convention fully opened. And then when it fully opened, I mean, that was the you know the biggest draw for a lot of fans. I know my friends waited in line just to go see the model. Oh, wow. And I believe it's the Disney Parks blog, if you want to go take a look at their the uh, website they have a flyby that goes through the entire model has some re- really great music oh, yeah, yeah and I at the end that. of it they have some animation it looks big doesn't it look really big i feel like that's going to be a huge it's section going to of be one of the largest uh, expansions in disney especially disneyland history i mean if wow. you look at um the ground plan for the expansion of star wars land or uh, galaxy's edge versus the rest of the park i mean it's almost a quarter of the re- of the current size of disneyland it's big wow so it's not even like a little second. It's a whole new land. So it's a whole oh new gosh. land. It's I'm kind so of divided up into certain areas. You have a section of it that is resistance held and a section of it that is the First Order. So it looks like it will be taking place within the new Star Wars timeline. But you're going to have things from okay. the original timelines. We know that there will be two main attractions. The first one is you're in the middle of a battle between the First Order and the Resistance. And the second one, you're piloting the Millennium Falcon. Mm. I'm so excited about this. I can't even like deal. Continue. <laughs> uh, I have some more information about some of the stuff they've re- revealed about the first order ride too. I mean, it looks oh, really yeah. cool. They they released that. a model of the 
ride vehicle. It will hold up to eight people, and the front of it has a pilot has a droid that's piloting your little ship. So what kind of ride is it? Is it like on a track? Is it a like Star Tours type thing? That's uh, I don't know if they've gone that deep into it. From the concept art, it almost looks like something that you're going to see if you've done the Transformers ride at Universal Studios. It looks something similar to that, but a little more advanced. I don't know what that is. Is that like Indiana Jones type ride? Kind of. So you're in like a thing and you're moving around a track. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. but it's it, but it's there's screens instead of actually putting stuff yeah, there. It, it looks Ooh, like it's gonna be a well. It looks like lame. this one's gonna be a mixture of both. I mean, my guess is it's there will be screens, but a lot more practical effects. Right. There's a ride like that in Busch Gardens in Virginia, where you're in like a like a like a mansion and there's a wolf or something like that. Yes. But for this ride, <laughs> there's not a lot of information that's been released aside from the ride vehicle model. Um, I mean, it looks great. It has a little droid in the front, little first order droid. Uh, See, I figured I figured what it would be is sort of like the people movers were in Tomorrowland. So, so if you slow. need to get to the other side of Star Wars land, you can get on this thing and it will take you. And because you're in a first order thing, it's like, oh, maybe you go through a tunnel and it's like, oh, no, you're being attacked by the resistance or something. Yeah, I'm curious to see where they're going to put this ride based off the layout since one area looks uh, first order held versus resistance held. I mean, it's, it's going to be cool no matter what. I'm just excited to be able to do that that kind of a ride. And then you get to actually go on the Millennium Falcon? Yes, so I, I'm going to read a little blurb that came from the uh, Disney Parks blog about this ride. The second attraction will give guests the opportunity to fly the Millennium Falcon, piloting the ship, shooting lasers, or preparing for hyperspace, all while completing a critical mission. But how you perform on the mission holds even bigger stakes. Perform with skill, and you may earn extra galactic credits, while bringing the ship back banged up could put you on the list of a bounty hunter. End up on Harko's list, and you may face a problem if you show up at the local cantina. What? There's like right? so much to unpack there. So they showed a picture of Harko. He's a new alien species. At least he didn't look familiar to me. And it looks like they'll have some interaction between this ride and the cantina that they'll have on site. Which, by the way, will have a familiar droid DJing uh, the cantina. I won't say who it is, but if you look at the concept art, you'll see who it is. Hmm. <sighs> I'm so excited I can't deal. So, okay. <laughs> like, like honestly, this is literally everything I've ever wanted out of life. So everything's great. Um, so is this going to be like a Toy Story-esque ride where you're shooting and scoring points? Like Buzz Lightyear type thing? No, this one looks a lot more advanced. Uh, I <gasps> think the closest thing to compare to it would be, what's that spaceship ride over in, in Orlando called? Oh, the Mars landing thing? Mission, Mission to Mars? Yeah, Mission to Mars, Ooh. where you're actually you're actually in the cockpit yeah. of the Millennium Falcon, and depending on where you sit, you're in charge of a different aspect of the ride. Oh, my goodness. So it's fully, <laughs> fully immersive. Um, there's been some pictures that have leaked that I've seen. They were taken down very quickly, and uh, the detail in the cockpit looks amazing. <sighs> oh, man. So when does this open? <laughs> <laughs> So it will open in 2019, first at the Disneyland Resort, and later in the year at Walt Disney World, although mm -hmm. they haven't announced the dates. Okay, so land is before world. Okay. Land is before world, so Sweet. we get the, uh, the test run. So, I moved yeah, from it's LA fun. too quickly. I wish I was back there. Well, you have two years to save up money. Oh, no. <laughs> we're, go visit. we're going there yeah. day one. It's going to be insane yeah. for so long. I will be in line a podcast, week before. Podcast meetup. <laughs> maybe we could get them. Yeah, you them, guys will find me in line. Maybe they, we can get them to like let us record at the park. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they let you record just normal video. They just don't want you recording like movies and things. Well, there you go. Yeah. Like they see you with like a microphone. They're going to be like, hey, now. So is there going to be, like, a Chewbacca walking around the way there is, like, a Mickey walking around? Like, is oh, are they going to have, like, opportunities for you to interact like that? Because that's just going to be too much. The website posted, or actually this is coming straight from the panel, uh, you'll be able to see BB-8, Chewbacca, members <gasps> of the First Order, and you'll also, uh, based off what the concept art showed, it looks like there's an old Hondo Anaka character. I don't know if he's part of the Millennium Falcon ride storyline, or if he's walking around, but it's cool to see a character from Clone Wars and Rebels, hope, you know, possibly coming to life in uh, in Disneyland. That is so sweet. You know, yeah. I always think about that with Disney and, and why I'm so happy that Star Wars ended up at Disney. I, I was there watching a parade the other day and like Mary Poppins was afloat 
on the parade. And it's not like people are clamoring to go to Disneyland to see Mary Poppins, but they have such respect for like the depth of their catalog. And I'm excited in that same way with Star Wars. Yeah, they might actually have things that call out to those specific fandoms, like the Rebels fandom and stuff. I'm very excited. It's going to be fun. It's it's the the model is beautiful. It looks like there's going to be a lot of trees. You know, it looks like they made it so you can enter certain parts of it and feel like almost as if you're in different planets. Like the sight lines are blocked off a certain area, so it feels more immersive. Well, the Star Tours ride in Disney World is gorgeous. Like that area is already really wonderful. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they know what they're doing. I think this is going to kick Pandora's butt, though. Like, that's beautiful, but to be able to walk in and see the full-size Millennium Falcon and First Order uh, X-Wing, I'm sorry, a First Order uh, TIE pilot ship, X-Wing, A-Wing, and then a little cargo ship, I mean, that's that's going to be so cool. I'm excited. Sorry, I had a hard time speaking. I'm really, really excited <laughs> about this. No, if, if I see, like, a little BB-8 rolling around, I'm going to freak out. Like, I, I oh like it's the 60s and I see the Beatles. I'm going to be like, BB-8, oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Well, they have BB-8 in Orlando right now. I'm wondering if they'll bring the same one that they have there or if they'll actually have one that can roll around on the streets. Like, that's what I'm envisioning. Like, yeah. you know. There's BB-8 rolling around, looking like a rock star. Yeah, I'm all about it. Very cool, Alex. You remember? Remember when we first went to like Harry Potter World for the first time? Like Meg, or, uh, Megan and Nicole had that like they had that cute picture of them walking in the door because they love Harry Potter so much. So yeah. we need to do that for Star-, <laughs> star Wars Land. You and I need to lock arms. I will be crying. Go skipping so into much. Star Wars Land, crying. <laughs> yeah, just bawling. As soon as I touch the ground, you know, just pass out. I almost started crying uh, a little bit a couple minutes ago, <laughs> so we're all in good company. They <laughs> said Millennium Falcon. You were like, <laughs> oh my gosh! Like seriously though, like here's the thing: when I went, when I moved to Los Angeles two years ago, this was the first time I'd been to Disney since uh, you know Disney had acquired like Star Wars, and I'm such a huge Disney nerd. I, I, not, me too. Not even, yeah, I me mean, too. I love the movies. I love all of that. But Disney World and Disneyland, they're just wonderful places where, like, magic comes true. And going there and seeing, they have that little show they do now where, like, Darth Vader comes out and, you know, they take the little Jedi kids up there. And I'm, like, screaming and geeking out like a crazy person. But it's it's just such a wonderful fit. And to see, the, the idea that this this place that just meant magic and wonderful dreams coming true when I was a child. It gets married with Star Wars and I get to walk around. It's just going to be so much, yeah. so much for my brain to handle. I can't wait. Check out our Disney podcast airing next week. <laughs> we are not, we anyway. accept no money from the Walt Disney Corporation. I promise. No, we don't like them a lot, but that, that feeling about, you know, the, the strong emotion when they opened up launch bay in Disneyland, the first time you walked in or the first time I walked in and you see the opening crawl on the ground mm. and you hear all the music and you see the props and you see the lighting, like you just get the chills. <laughs> and then on the right side, they had that little video talking about, oh, you know, how Star Wars has changed over the years, how there's a new movie coming out coming called The Force Awakens, you know how Disneyland is going to have more Star Wars Incorporated, and then they show videos of people as kids enjoy. I mean, it was it was amazing. Like, I felt at home, and now I can't imagine how it's going to feel walking into, you know, a full land. Yeah, that is a cool exhibit. Do you know if they're moving that and Star Tours into Star Wars Land, or are they keeping Ooh, that question. in Tomorrowland? I don't know. Um, I, I know for a while they were sharing the space with Marvel up on the second floor. Marvel left and moved over to California Adventure. And then I think the second floor is currently housing some more Star Wars, I guess like the dark side stuff. Um, the rumor for a while was the second floor would become a preview center for the Star for uh, Galaxy's Edge once they actually have things that they can show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't I honestly don't know. I hope they don't get rid of Star Tours. I, but I think they will, I think, honestly. I don't think they're going to get rid of it. I just I was just wondering if they were gonna move it, but I feel like that would be really hard because that's been there for. Hey, they got rid of Tower of Terror in Los Angeles this year, like, you know, they and they turned. They did. I mean, they did. There's nothing sacred, and and that's fine. I mean, they're building a whole land. I just wouldn't be surprised if it if they did get rid of it. I, 
I, this has nothing to do with Star Wars, but I'm curious what you guys think of this. I, my theory is that they are going to turn that Hollywood area in California Adventure into, like, Marvel land. Yeah, that's pretty much confirmed. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's, like, like super, super low-key, but the uh, one of the rumors I've heard is that they're creating an Iron Man attraction where the Muppet, uh, was it, the Muppet Vision 3D show was? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, the rumor that I really, really, really wanted was that they were going to put a speeder bike ride on the uh, old people mover track. And that was like seven years ago, and so apparently they're not doing that. But hopefully they do something with that track soon. Hmm. Well, now you've got me really wanting a speeder like racetrack thing. That would be amazing. But you have to admit, using that track would be awesome if they did a Tron light cycle. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> even say that. I mean that. I'm just putting it out there. I mean it's not Star Wars, but can you imagine being in Tomorrowland and you see Tron cycles just zooming by you up top, like being. Being a Tron fan is a sad existence. That's a Disney property, though, right? They can, it is. Yeah, they can it do is. what they want with that. They don't sub. So they don't like do anything with it, and that's what's sad because it's yeah. so cool. It's so perfect for Tomorrowland. That's ridiculous. Isn't it? Anyway. Anyways, back to Star Wars. <laughs> Let's talk about the resort. I'm so excited about the resort. So they also announced in the uh, Disney theme parks panel a fully immersive Star Wars themed resort in Florida. Uh, here I'll give you a quote from uh, Bob Iger. From the second you arrive, you will become a part of a Star Wars story. You'll immediately become a citizen of the galaxy and experience all that entails, including dressing up in their proper attire. Once you leave Earth, you will discover a starship alive with characters, stories, and adventures that unfold all around you. It's 100% immersive, and the story will touch every single minute of your day, and it will accumulate in a unique journey for every person who visits. So they're selling this as a multi-day adventure. You actually, uh, you'll be quote-unquote boarding a starship on a voyage that spans several days, I'm assuming based on however your vacation package, and every window has a view into space. This is the most exciting thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. I have, yeah. I, have, I have one concern. I have just one concern. I just hope that when I go, it's not like, oh, there's the five, you know, six-year-olds that are in the group and everything's catered to them. Oh, no, no way. I'm sure there's, I mean, the the first is a group of, you know, a few thousand people that dress up in Star Wars costumes. This is definitely going to have adult things for You'd us. think so, right? I just want to, I, I just, because this is literally every, like, uh, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And I want, I want to dress up and, and be in Star Wars. So I just. Yeah. My biggest concern is the price point. Ooh. How oh, much it'll is be going expensive. to cost? It's going to be expensive, definitely. I just hope that they don't make it so it's, you know, only the richest families can do it. I hope they, they either yeah. create different levels of hotel rooms or something to where they can allow, you know, more than just one tier of guests to enjoy it. Yeah. I, I was talking to my um, my coworker, Cassidy, who's also a big Star Wars fan, and she was like, I'll take out a mortgage. I don't even care. <laughs> there <laughs> might not be an amount of money that I would not be willing to pay. Like, I might well, hey. If Star Wars Celebration is in Florida again in two years, and this is open in two years, you know, more than a week vacation, I think, is, you know, required for that. <laughs> or just move in for a couple months or just, move just in. to really let it sink in. So for the themed resort, they haven't announced when it's opening. There's not a lot of information. They just released some concept art, but the concept art's pretty cool. They have, like, a, a boarding room. You have, uh, looks like Admiral Akbar is telling you what to do. There's different aliens. It, it's going to be fun. Yes, I've tweeted about it yeah. on our Twitter quite a bit because I'm just so excited about it. So. And the yeah. rooms look super comfy, too. Yeah, I'm really excited about the Westworld in space. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very cool. Westworld. It's going to be fun. It is so Westworld, isn't it? Oh, no. Yeah. It's it okay. really it is. It won't get you. I was going to say that invokes like a lot of moral questions that I'm not like prepared to answer. Well, the thing is that it's, it's just... It's only Westworld in concept, not in like, oh, man, look at all these android people. Not yet. Not to spoil, not yet. <laughs> well, yeah, really. The what, Avatar chief, the priestess, and the ride. I mean, that is super lifelike. Oh yeah, they have Avatar Land over there in yeah, Florida. Yeah, so huh? who knows what we'll get? Future is now. Man. Well, all yeah. of this is so exciting, and it's. I think the coolest thing about the, these pieces of news is I had people who 
aren't like hardcore Star Wars fans, but they know I am, and they're casual Star Wars fans, come up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, have you heard the news? Have you seen Disney World? Did you see there's a resort? So I can only imagine how, you said you were about price point. I'm concerned that no one's going to be able to book it for years, you know? Oh, I'm sure it's going to be full right away. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I, I can't, I don't know how many people they're going to be able to accommodate, but it's going to be insane for so long, yeah. all of this. That's a good point. I never even thought of that. Like, how how high in demand is that going to be? I guess it depends on the price. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see because, again, right now we don't have a lot of information, but within the next, I'm sure, year or two, they'll, they'll release more possibly price points. I know they're working on a crazy five-star hotel for Disneyland right now that's supposed to be nicer than the Grand Californian, so oh. that was supposed to be even more expensive than the Grand Californian. So that's just a basic hotel. I can only imagine what this will cost for a fully yeah. immersive event. Yeah, because you would imagine, I mean, we don't know very much information, but the way they're talking about it, it seems like almost like a, like a, the murder dinners you can go to or something like there's a, there's a sense. Murder dinner? Oh, I get it. I get what you mean. I was like, what? Like a murder mystery. Mystery was probably the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I get it. during dinner. It's fully It got immersive. to me. It, it took me a minute. I was like. You hide the body. As in there's. Dinner parties that you go into sound fascinating. I apologize. But as in there's like a certain amount of things that happen over a set period of time. I don't know. It just sounds like there's events. So that might curtail the amount of people that can participate anyway we have no idea but well i'm wondering if they'll do something where you enter you know you sign up you get your reservations and everything but you sign up for certain events at certain times Mm. you basically reserve your event i don't think it's going to be something where you'll be able to walk around freely and enjoy anything whenever you want i'm sure restaurants will be open i'm sure there'll be certain things where you can just kind of explore but any large event you would need to have a reservation during your time there to you know space it out for all the guests Wait, I want to go back just for a second. You said, because this is all, I'm learning this news as you guys are talking about it. So you said there's a cantina in the Star Wars land, right? Yes. Yeah. So is that going to be like a cantina and they're going to serve drinks and then I could just hang out all day in the cantina with with aliens walking around? Uh, They'll sell drinks. I doubt they'll be alcoholic, but we do know that blue milk will be available. Yeah, it's hard to, like, normal Disneyland, I think the only place they have alcohol is Club 33. Yeah, they're the California a Adventure, license. it's a little easier to get, but... California Adventure, it's everywhere. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I thought they changed it in, in Florida. I thought uh, Magic Kingdom, there was alcohol. But anyway, sorry. I think that was actually something that was requested by Walt Disney, that there wasn't a need for alcohol in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a place for children. So I think Club Thrifty well, was the exception. Although it's a place for everyone. I, I think say, it's well, just more like a like a we don't want people getting drunk and like yelling and being yeah, obnoxious and it can get a little the, annoying in California know. Adventure sometimes. That's legit. Oh, yeah. That's legit. You see things in California Adventure. Oh, you see things, you experience them and then you feel bad. <laughs> it's a one hundred percent immersive experience. <laughs> <laughs> So is that all the theme park related news? So it looks I believe like that's so. It. That's it. They had a few displays at D23. Uh, let me see. They had a first order lieutenant officer uniform. Uh, not too sure if this will be a uniform for the employees in the new uh, Galaxy's Edge or if it's just from the movies. But they did have a they had a model of one of the aliens. An Athorian. So like the hammerhead guys. They mentioned that there will be an authorian somewhere at one of the shops that you can do trades with, and you could theoretically use the credits that you earn from the Millennium Falcon ride in these shops. Okay, we didn't talk about this enough. I'm sorry. So (laughs) there is a currency that I can earn by being amazing at a ride in Disney World in the Millennium Falcon. Yes. Credits. Galactic credits. What that means, we don't know yet. I'm going to quit my job. That's what that means. Well, so if you, if you <laughs> during the, I think it was the summer of 2015, Disneyland rolled out a game over in Frontierland where you solved puzzles and you actually went and kind of arrested certain people. It was a, it was a fun, like, West Western-themed game, and it would give you tokens, little wooden tokens, and you can use these tokens to do, like, in-game purchases within Frontierland. So I'm wondering if you're going to have the same kind of interaction there. To where it will only be used, you know, you can use it for certain things within the land, but it's not actually worth currency. 
like actual money. Well, I like, it's not that. a Disney dollar. <laughs> I understand. I think it's more like there's an opportunity to be excellent at something at this, and I kind of want to devote the rest of my life to being the best Millennium Falcon pilot. Yeah, and the nice thing about it is that it'll because you're, you know, probably going to be doing a different role in the ride every single time. You know, you can write it over and over and over and over and never experience the same thing. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be cool. All right, what I'm other D23 excited. news was there? Oh boy, we had yeah. the Disney Legend ceremony, and they inducted Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher into the uh, Disney Legends group. So Mark Hamill was on site to receive his award, and Bob Iger had read a letter that Billy Lord wrote uh, on behalf of her her mother. She was, I guess, filming something. I was unable to go to the award ceremony. But uh, she spoke about how her and her mom were Disney fans. They would always go to Disneyland. You know, uh, let me see. I'll pull a quote. Becoming a part of the Disney family was truly an amazing moment for her. She secretly always wanted to be a Disney princess. So getting to be a Disney princess and a Disney legend would have been her ultimate mm. dream. And then mm. Mark Hamill uh, also talked about Carrie saying that I wish Carrie were here. She would be making me laugh and be off camera extended her middle finger. One of her favorite gestures. <laughs> So it's it's nice to see that they were, you know, they're part of the Disney Legends group. Yeah. They get a cool award. Yeah. Yeah, I watched Mark Hamill's speech. I think I missed the Carrie Fisher one, though. But they played, like, a big video for, like, like a four-minute video. Yeah, it talks about their, their life, you know, what they're known for outside of Disney and what they're known for within Disney. And uh, for the Carrie Fisher one, it was Bob Iger just, you know, reading what was given to him. No, there was no one... You know, Billy Lord was in there too, except it. But it it was a nice, it was a really nice video that they made for her. Obviously, it's awful that she's passed and that she, you know, we didn't get to see the full vision of, of her character and just her as a person. Um, we lost her too young. But there's a part of me that's just so happy that we get to keep honoring her while Star Wars is still so in the cultural zeitgeist because she is so phenomenal. And I'm glad she's getting due attention even posthumously but yeah wah, wah. anyway happier news <laughs> happier news wah, wah. so all right one more uh, announcement from d23 there was the live action movie panel and part of this aside from all the awesome marvel stuff was the last jedi so ryan johnson was on site for the panel they brought out daisy ridley john boyega Gwendolyn christie kelly marie tran laura dern benicio del toro mark hamill and I think they, I'm missing one other person. Hmm. But uh, they, they showed a behind-the-scenes featurette. This on YouTube. We won't say too much because I'm not sure who's seen it, who hasn't seen it. Uh, the only thing they'll say is they introduced a little character uh, or a little creature known as a porg. And they're adorable. <laughs> yeah, they're like fluffy penguins. They're pretty cool. Yeah, the internet and, uh, is all ablaze with porg memes yep. now. Furby's incoming. <laughs> Actually, yeah, one of the, one of the rumors is that there will be a interactive toy similar to a Furby coming out later this year. I hope it's of a not, Porg. I hope it's not too similar to a Furby. I'm not sure who had Furbies back in the day, but um, I had one. They were horrifying. They wouldn't turn off. It was really hard to get them to stop talking. Um, I remember I had one in my closet after I was done with it, and like two months later, and he just would go, woo, from like behind my closed closet door, and it was horrifying. <laughs> um, Have you heard of Furbaka? No. So, <laughs> so they created a Furby that is based off of Chewbacca, so it's basically a Chewbacca Furby. And back in 2015, during celebration, they had a giant five and a half foot Furbaka on the show floor. Oh. It was the creepiest thing in the world. <laughs> I'm looking this up. It's real. <laughs> I want nothing to do with that. It's canon. No. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's terrifying. Right? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, so it's a Chewbacca, it's exactly what that is, and it's scary. It's not cool. No, no, no. Nightmares. Closing that tab. Anyway, moving on. They're, they're going to be funny, though, when the batteries are dying and they sound like demons. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So that's all the D23 news? I think that's all the D23 news, unless you guys knew of anything else. Yeah. I mean, missed. there was the behind-the-scenes featurette, which we're not going to talk about at yeah. length, but I watched it, and I thought it was really cool. I thought it was uh, it was fun to watch, and they showed they didn't show too much new stuff. Like, it was really behind-the-scenes. 
yeah. I they show it. a few things. They show a few things, but in com- compared to the Rogue One featurette, I think the Rogue One featurette showed a lot more new stuff versus this one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I don't want to... I haven't watched it yet, just because I watched, like, uh, I was telling you guys before, I watched the first 10 seconds, and it just all looks so great. And visually, I didn't want to be spoiled about any kind of, like, environments or anything. But if there's cool things you guys want to shout out, feel free, like... Um, if, if there's anything huge that we learned that everybody's going to be talking about anyway, or was it pretty, I mean, was there anything else revealed at that panel besides the featurette? Not really. No, it was just I don't a quick, so. it was a very fast panel. They really pretty much just brought them out. Oh, they did confirm that Luke will speak in this movie. That was, they made, they made it a point to say that. But aside from that, it was very, very quick. We did confirm that Benicio Del Toro, sadly, is not Ezra Bridger. Yes. Who confirmed that? Um, I think Ryan Johnson said, no, he's not Ezra. Yeah, but he could just be saying that. <laughs> well, why say anything if he's going to say... I don't know. Just... You never know it's Star Wars, people. You know, misdirection. He has official initials, though. He's DJ, and that stands yes. for something specific, he said. Yeah, that sounds for... That Jawa Josh. De- Desra. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Josh. <laughs> oh yeah I, I think i'm seeing it now I, I think it was a good morning america interview he actually gave and he said no it's it's not ezra sorry everyone Boom. but what then why would they be so secret about who it is well that's the thing I, I, that's what i kind of wanted to ask about because i think it implies that he's a person that we know or at least have been uh aware of or has been alluded to because he says it does stand for something um and if it was just a new character they'd give him a regular name so uh any guesses on what dj could stand for or who this guy could be is he gonna be the the dj in the cantina (laughs) so gonna be like an animatronic benicio del toro like spinning discs like (laughs) in the cantina that would be awesome uh someone uh, speculation has said it could be darth something though i don't think he looks evil um I think the clout, though, lends towards, even though he's not Ezra, but Josh, your theory that this is maybe a Jedi um, that, you know, kind of went in hiding or was kind of just chilling on the outskirts and Ray kind of goes to him uh, for alternate advice. But that's yeah. just my guess. We'll see. I'll, I'll make a guess right now. I'm going to say that he is a former Imperial something. Ooh, okay. Just going to, I don't know. I, he, He's still within the right age where he could have worked for the Empire. I'm just going to make a guess saying that he's, you know, part of an old regime. Got Went into hiding. I like now it. that things are changing, he's come out of hiding to see what he can do to better himself. I like it. And then he's going to gather everybody, put them in this giant warehouse, put them in these boxes. <laughs> he's going to, you know, find an Infinity Stone. Yeah, and that will be the crossover and between that be the, the Star crossover. Wars universe and the Marvel universe. Exactly. <laughs> no, I don't want that at all. No, we're, we're good. But I, I think he's someone Imperial. I'll, I'll make that guess right now. I still think he's Ezra. <laughs> I will hold on to that until I'm seeing the movie and, and he turns to the screen and he's like, I'm not Ezra. I will call you as soon as the movie ends thursday night at like 11 p.m yeah just to talk about that <laughs> yeah oh man we're gonna have to make spoiler plans and all that well yeah, so start start thinking start thinking now yeah <laughs> months in advance months and hey i'm already planning on what where i'm going to see the movie and how many times yeah hopefully i don't sit by people that are talking the whole movie again oh come whoa. down come down to la kill someone that happened for that happened in rogue one yeah oh I'm so sorry. I had to go get a manager. So I missed like most of the first act the first time I watched Rogue One. Boo. And then and then I had to go watch it again. <laughs> Pretty much. Did they like comp your tickets or something? No, I just I was like I just went out there and was like, I'm not mad, but there's these two guys talking and I'm like trying to watch Star Wars. And they're really ruining the movie for me and people around me. So could you, like, do something about it? And then I just went back in, and then eventually they shut up. <laughs> so they didn't come out and talk to the guys or anything? Nothing came from your No, they, they kind of, want like, wandered in the like on the side, kind of watching them and stuff. 
Actually, the guy, like, the reason they stopped talking is because the guy on the other side of them, I was sitting right next to them, the guy on the other side of them got so angry in the second act that he picked up all his stuff and he, like, yelled at them and then left, and then they didn't talk the rest of the movie. Well, there you go. So. And I was like, that guy is my hero. He's, <laughs> he's my martyr. <laughs> so, if anyone talks during Last Jedi, I this, will not hold my tongue. This is why advanced planning is important. What, yes. When did you see it? Opening night? Yeah. Like uh, 7 p.m. opening, yeah. You gotta come down to L.A. watch it with us. We see it at the, the uh, El Capitan Theater where the movies, the Star movies typically premiere. Mm. Oh, so much fun. They decorate the whole theater. Last time they did um, first order banners over the entire curtain oh, cool. in front of the screen. That's pretty And you cool. walk in and there's just the music playing and the red lighting. I'm there. And they did a laser show. It was cool. It was awesome. Yeah, okay, yeah. Tell me when. <laughs> yeah, let me know when you buy your tickets. I'll I'll fly to L.A. for that. Oh, my God. Music. That would be awesome. Let's do so this. So my plan is to watch it at the Century Theaters at Universal Studios that Thursday night. And then that Friday, I usually try to go to the first showing so it's not super crowded, uh-huh. watching it again at the right. Cap. That's a good idea. You go like you go with all the old people that are like yeah. curious because they're not going to talk. Oh, no. No yeah. one will But, I mean, talk. you have to see it twice. Yeah, of course you have to see it. No one will talk when I'm there. Oh no, like you're 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 far too kind, Josh. That would have that would have been I would have made a scene. Anyway <laughs> Moving on. San yeah. Diego Comic Con. Yeah, that just happened. So just ended about three hours ago. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, most of the stuff was all toys and book related. So I actually have the I have the StarWars.com list open here of all the books i got announced we're not going to talk about everything because some of it is like they announced a lot lot. more like kids books except for one in particular we'll talk about that one because how can you not uh (laughs) i mean they 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 really went hard on star wars adventures which if people aren't aware is a comic series that i think is more akin to like forces of destiny where it's these really short stories that kind of just take place in the universe and they focus on like a character yeah, and I think they're done by IDW as opposed to Marvel, and they're also not canon. Does Marvel own IDW? No, so the IDW has been publishing Disney comic books for maybe the past, like, three or four years. Oh, they like Mickey a, and Donald and all Mickey, that? Mickey, Donald, they did Darkwing Duck for a little bit, Scrooge McDuck. So I guess the agreement was made that they would publish these comics because they're focused, they're, they're aimed at young readers versus, you know, the teen to adult audience that Marvel is. And because of that, they're not considered within the canon realm. They're they're more one-off, almost legend stories. Are you sure? I thought they were canon. Not these. Okay. They they announced I'll, this I'll during. Believe you. Yeah, they announced this during celebration or like right before celebration, and they had some of the con- StarWars.com actually posted some of the concept art from the uh, the covers. Yeah, I like the art style. It's it's very like Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Looking. Well, I will say that if if that is true and it's not canon, I appreciate them making a distinction. And even though they want to try and get money out of something by pushing out as much content as possible, they are giving us, you know, a clear indication of what should be considered canon for those of us to whom that's very important. So yeah. So I have a quick question um, about that whole canon thing. Do you guys know if the Forces of Destiny shorts are? within the canon they are canon they are they, canon. they okay. talked about it at the um the women in star wars panel i couldn't remember i've uh, i've heard lots of conversations about them people saying oh they're not canon oh they're they fit within the canon but they're not part of canon i just i i could not remember i can't imagine anything takes place within them that would be offensive to canon though I, to be fair like i haven't that. watched like very many of them so I think there's nine episodes out so far. We just, I think we there's just more than up. that. <laughs> Is there more than that? There's like 13. I've watched... The last one I watched was the Ahsoka one. I haven't caught up. Yeah, with the really pretty Anakin. I mean, it would take you like 20 minutes. To, yeah, the Anakin looks so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, we, I, we binge-watched them um, yeah. this past weekend. I, it's funny. Like I kept seeing all these comments on the subreddit that were like, "Why does Anakin look so weird?" I'm like, "They're overreacting." And then I watched it. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I don't. I don't like the animation style for Anakin. Everyone else looks good, even Yoda. Like they did a good Yoda. Yeah, I was like, Yoda looks cool. Why does Why does Anakin look the way he looks? He He does not look like Anakin. I was yeah, gonna I ask how many there's gonna be total, and there's sixteen, right? 
at least in this something like that? yeah i'm on the wikipedia yeah. or the okay star wars wiki i need to catch up though they are enjoyable i know i saw a lot of people complaining like nothing of consequence happened I'm like it's two minutes yeah it's a two minute cartoon don't expect <laughs> a clone wars episode yeah they're literally the things that when you watch disney channel they play between like commercials yes it's not yeah no oh, what a great time to be a child I'm so jealous yeah, of these children. So spoiled. <laughs> With all their, even in their commercials, they get Star Wars. I know. All right, so what else happened in SDCC? All right, so we've got more talking about the Mace Windu comic. I don't actually know if the Mace Windu comic has started yet. I think it has. Yeah, because the, the picture they have on the StarWars.com thing is issue three or whatever. Oh, it starts in August. Okay, so it hasn't actually started yet. Ah, okay. So I think maybe they just released some covers. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to read that. And then also we got an announcement that the Thrawn book that was written by... Um, Timothy Zahn. Timothy Zahn is being adapted into a comic. So that will be pretty cool. I'm excited about that. Has a I'm, nice cover. Yeah, the cover is cool. Uh, I need to read that book. Everyone says it's really good. So I need to get through... I started Dr. Afra. I got the first volume of that, and I have not... I'm not finished it, so I need to sit down and read it. Let's see. And then we've got a, I know this is like super random, but there's a Forces of Destiny book coming out, which is basically a bunch of short stories as told by Maz Kanata. And I just like the way Maz Kanata looks on the cover. She looks like a, she looks like uh, you would put this image on the side of like a bag of cookies <laughs> or something. I will like, say Maz just... Kanata's cookies. <laughs> that you brought her up i'm glad that that's kind of the role she's taking on in the universe you know yeah uh, kind of this wise storytelling chica she's awesome i'm just glad she's to see the her new yoda this. yeah right but like you know who serves drinks and is sassy yeah yes and has cool glasses she does have pretty cool glasses i love her glasses all right and we also got an announcement for a new book i think is it a book or a comic which one Cantobite. Oh, that's a book. Why does it have like four authors? Is it like short stories? That I don't know. I couldn't find much information on that. I did see the temporary cover that they, they released over at the Delray booth. What does Cantobite mean? So Cantobite is apparently the, the casino planet in Last Jedi. So they're releasing a book called Star Wars Cantobite, but it has four authors on the cover. So I was wondering, like, is it four different stories that just all take place on Cantabite or something? Mm. Or is it a comic? They didn't really say. They just said, hey, the casino planet from Last Jedi. Thumbs up. So that could be that could be pretty cool. I like the idea of telling sort of like anthology stories. So I'm seeing on Wikipedia right now that it's an upcoming anthology of four short stories focused on characters from the casino world. So Well, there you go. There you go. That sounds really cool. I'm into that. As a someone who's been reading the Witcher books a lot lately, I'm into the short story format. Um, another book they announced, I, it, it counts as young adult, but I'm not sure why. There's a, Star Wars The Legends of Luke Skywalker. I don't know anything about this book. There's one about Leia, too. There's yeah, a, I think they could be the short chapter books. Hmm, okay. Yeah, because Claudia Gray is also writing one called Star Wars Leia, Princess of Alderaan. I think they come out at the same time, but I'm not totally sure what they even are. So, so. I just looked up this one, and this is kind of a cool idea. Uh, so you know how in um, Force Awakens, you know, people are like, oh, Luke Skywalker, I thought he was a myth. Um, so The Legends of Luke Skywalker is a canon junior novel of myths and tall tales about the legendary Jedi Luke Skywalker. Um, so that's nice. kind of an interesting idea. That is pretty cool, actually. That'll be fun to read. Yeah. And it's then, all about Star Wars from a certain point of view. Yeah. There you go. Certain point of view. Um, which I just want to give a shout out. I was asking Alex about it, and apparently this was announced a long time ago. But I just found out about this awesome book, Certain Point of View, where it's, you know, these... Have we? Ta I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast, right? We may have, but... Oh, do we? I don't know. Go ahead. If we, <laughs> if we did, I was blacking out and not paying attention because I think this sounds awesome and a friend just brought it to my attention. Um, it's uh, 40 different short, uh, short stories, right? Or just impressions, maybe, um, about uh, the events of the original trilogy or maybe just 
uh, New Hope, told from the perspectives of random people, like the stormtroopers who were trying to find the droids on in Mos Eisley, and um, you know, just different, just like large events that took place in Star Wars, but from a certain point of view. And they have really amazing authors um, who are working on it, which I think is the coolest part, and they've been announcing them slowly. Um, so I'm very excited about all of that. So Very cool. Man, there's so many, there's so many books. Um, let's see. And then uh, they, I mean, we already knew about Phasma, but they're like, hey, Phasma's coming out. Um, but not only that, we're getting a we're getting a Captain Phasma comic book and a novel in the same month. <laughs> so, so much that'll Phasma. be pretty cool. Yeah, and I don't know when they're supposed to take place. I, I'm thinking because the Phasma comic has a bunch of scenes from Episode 7 on it, I'm thinking the comic might take place with her escaping the trash compactor, but not totally sure, but we'll see. Um, and then there's a lot of coloring books and crafting books and other things and more coloring books. And then there's the, the book that's going to give everyone a run for its money, Chewy and the Porgs. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Which Super I love the, for that. It's definitely a children's book. Um, but it's canon. <laughs> but it's canon, yeah. It's like, what's <laughs> Chewy been doing while Ray's trained? Well, he's hanging out with all the Porgs. Looks like he's going to go fishing, too. Yeah, he, oh my god, yeah. yeah. Look at that smile. Oh, on those although, blue eyes. is that a bow? Maybe oh, he's hunting. Maybe he's the gonna... porgs are like the dogs in Duck Hunt. And he's... I don't know, but the porgs can fly. And, you know, it. I like the cover. I would totally print out the cover and put it up yeah. as a poster at work. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. It looks cute. <laughs> and it's an incredible band name, so we'll see who gets on that first. Oh, yeah, mate. Maybe he's maybe that's just a bow for like a like a violin. Maybe he's going to practice. That's his first know. album cover right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, his <laughs> Abbey Road. <laughs> he's going down a road. Yeah. Oh man, he's about to change the face of music. <laughs> anyway, uh, another book that got announced was Star Wars: The Last Jedi Cobalt Squadron, which is written by Elizabeth Ween. I think is how you say. Her name, um, I don't think she's ever written a Star Wars book before, but she's written things called Codename uh, Verity and Rose Under Fire. Um, and it is basically a story about Rose and the other people there in Cobalt Squadron. Mm. And I think her sister, because it looks like her and her sister are on the cover. Let's see, and then more kids' books. The Art of the Last Jedi, which I love the cover of. It's freaking gorgeous. Uh, it's in that. It's in that same style. The art of The Force Awakens was where it had Kylo in the, in the snow, or whatever. Mm. But this one's Ray, like on the water. Looks real good. Oh, and also a, a Star Wars cookbook called BB-8. <laughs> oh, that's that's horrible. And it shows BB-8 on top of a waffle. So <laughs> I'm kind of into that. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's fun. So is that all yeah. the books, all the written um, material? Yes. And then the, they announced, like, oh, the novelization like the of The Last Jedi is being written by someone named Jason Fry. And that's about it. Cool. And yeah. then there was a lot of toys and... Uh, yeah, I'll let Alex today. take the lead on this because I don't know nothing about... There were there are too many toys. Um, too many. Too well, many. Give have, me some highlights. What, what are the cool? What's the coolest stuff? The coolest stuff are definitely General Giant has some beautiful statues. Hot Toys uh, previewed their new Anakin Skywalker and Endor Luke Skywalker, which are if you've ever seen a Hot Toys figure, they're beautiful, but they're also expensive. Oh yeah, how they're much, really expensive. How much is expensive? Uh, a few hundred dollars what, to start like with. Six hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> But they're hyper-realistic. They're beautiful. Like, you could take a picture of it, and it looks like you're taking a picture of the actor. That's that's and Star Wars. Uh, that's Star Wars hotel money. I gotta I gotta keep that in my pocket. That's a full TK kit right there. Yeah. So, um, but something that's nice to the budget, which I I collect, are the Hasbro six-inch Black Series figures. Hmm. And so Hasbro on the floor this year had a giant diorama with scenes from the Star Wars movies, uh, mostly A New Hope. But you see 
Tatooine, you see the Death Star, you see on board the Millennium Falcon. I mean, it was a beautiful diorama that they built. And they released, let me see, three exclusives this year. They had the 6-inch Black Series Luke with extra detailed Lance Feeder. They had the 6-inch Black Series Thrawn, which included pieces of collection that you see in Rebels. And my favorite part didn't, is that they included the Holy Grail. Didn't they have that celebration? Didn't we see that in a case? They previewed it. Yeah, Hasbro had it uh, preview uh, at their booth. They had like the whole case that had the Forces of Destiny figures. They had that one saying, hey, it's coming out. Come to Comic-Con and spend more money here. And then they also came out for the first time Old Man Luke and Last Jedi version of Rey in a whole new outfit. So mm. those came together. Uh, the nice thing is that all these variants, um, the convention exclusives, they'll be available on Hasbro Toy Shop dot com in september and all of them will be available at some point after that in a standard release so they might not come with or they will not come with a really nice packaging or the extra uh little bits but i mean you'll you'll see them in the stores at some point and they also revealed that we'll be getting a six inch general leia figure which is really exciting yeah a captain rex with removable helmet maz kanada in six inch and she comes with a trunk and the lightsaber uh, a do-back for the 6-inch Sand Trooper. He'll actually come with his own Sand Trooper too, so that's really exciting for what my, I collect since I collect all the troopers and i got to find room for a do-back. Hmm. And then they're also releasing in 6-inch the Rebel Fleet Trooper with a helmet, blaster, and the Death Star data card that you see in Rogue One. Oh. So that's going to be a nice uh, accessory. But it's really funny because if you look at the figure, it looks it looks a little bit like Han Solo. So I feel like they got that head and just added a little extra hair. <laughs> they also announced the three and three quarter hover tank with pilot. And my favorite thing that they've announced is a three and three quarter scale Wrath Tar. Comes complete with Balatik figure and it fits inside of the Wrath Tar's mouth. That's adorable. That's super exciting. And then Hot, cool. Hot Wheels had a really, really cool uh, special. It was Kylo Ren's personal ship. I don't know if you guys watched the Star Wars show on YouTube. Um, I don't know if you guys. I saw the, name the of it. picture when it was like the the, the leak, leak one. The, yeah, um, yeah. Are you okay the, with uh, me saying the name of it, or does I, anyone not want to? I'm know? fine with. Oh, that's not a thing for me. Go ahead. Okay, so it's called the Tie Silencer. So it's an all black ship. It looks a lot like a uh, I think it's a Tie Interceptor. Let me see. A little bit. Definitely looks like Darth Vader's ship. It does. Yeah. But, uh, so this is so he had his so this is a new Kylo Ren ship that's like his ship that we haven't seen before. Correct. Gotcha. It's more like a Tie Fighter, not a shuttle. Right. Correct. Yeah. We, there you go. We saw his thing in Force Awakens that was the like you know just like a regular shuttle, right? Yes. Right. Yeah, that was like his his personal shuttle. This, this is like his like Tie Fighter. So like when he's fighter. going just like solo and he's like yeah, right, peace. When he's got to shoot some people down. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> from, time time. from time to time since we're talking about transportation can i throw in this not san diego comic-con news that like broke about this radio flyer land speeder that kids get to have that i don't oh get my to god have. Yes, i completely forgot to put that in the notes that is definitely comic-con how do i shrink my size um like i don't even care i, I brian altano of uh of oh, where you work uh yeah like, I, <laughs> I don't even care i'm fitting in this thing <laughs> that's um, funny yeah no sames like oh these kids they don't even know they don't They're even know so how lucky. they have it but yes check out the ad for this if you if you're listening and you haven't because it's just the cutest coolest thing it's it looks like all the car commercials that were coming out last year that was like invoking star wars love but like they actually then get to drive around in a land speeder they had some kids drive around uh, san diego with one of those i think it was (laughs) friday afternoon and there's a video of it i mean it's it's awesome i want it i'm too big for it and i'll still try to ride it like more reasons to have kids now it's just so i can (laughs) give them buy them all these things that i want to play with (laughs) <laughs> well, at D23, they actually had a fan-made full-size version that you could drive um, on display outside the convention center. So, you know, for little ones, you buy that one. For the adults, you can get a custom-made one. <laughs> and that will be the coolest family on the block. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not street legal, but, you know, <laughs> you can go down the block. Any other uh, 
Comic-Con announcements that I, we, I feel like there was stuff talked about with Battlefront that we haven't talked about. Wasn't there more stuff announced? Um, they released not, a new trailer, I think. It was yeah, a little more I, gameplay. They basically just released another sort of behind-the-scenes video where they're like, isn't it cool that we get to work on Star Wars? Like, that was <laughs> pretty much it. Okay, all right. Um, they are really reluctant to show anything for some reason, but it's fine. The game comes out in a couple months. I was going to so. ask what the release date on that was. It's soon. It's that soon. It's November. Oh my gosh. I believe. So many amazing S- things are happening so soon. I know. My god, man. <laughs> there's too many, there's too many video us. games to play, too many <laughs> right. Star Wars books to read. Oh, they did have a really cool display at Comic-Con with the uh, the resistance or it's almost like you're inside of a resistance space and they had some costumes there uh some new characters um i would i would definitely just go online to take a look at that if you're curious i don't want to say names or anything in case it's a spoiler very cool yeah that's actually it that's that's all of it i believe we wrapped it all up (laughs) uh that is about it unless anyone else has anything else to say we're gonna uh, go and wrap the show. I'll just throw in if you're not following Ron Howard on Twitter, you should because oh yeah, he's definitely. tweeting all kinds of. We'll talk about that probably next week in our news segment. Mm-hmm. He's tweeted all kinds of pictures. It's fun to watch it. I, I said it on our Twitter. Like it's so magical to watch it through his eyes because he's clearly just excited as as we are. He's like, "Ooh, Star Wars!" <laughs> yeah, and it, I think a lot of it also has to do with transparency. He's trying to be like, "Everything's fine. Yeah. We're good. Look, Everything's people good are here. on set. How are you?" <laughs> That hyperspace picture is very cool, though. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we do have a creature of the week. Puchabuk. They want a wonga. I thought this smelled bad. On the outside. <laughs> we do. It uh, it is the 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 porg. Yes. <laughs> now, right? do do we know we know nothing about these little things, right? But they they live on. How do you say this plant's name? Achtu. Achtu. I was like, it sounds like a sneeze. Achtu. Yeah, we know that they live there. They can fly. That's it. And they at least seem to be friendly towards Wookiees. Yes. Apparently. Maybe maybe no one else, but definitely definitely Wookiees. I saw just in the show notes. Is there a porg in the behind the scenes featurette? There is. Yes. They so- show they show them multiple times, and that's why everyone was like, whoa, whoa. So the, but, this, so they're gonna be like a like a main starring role in the next film. Is that? Uh, I would say they'd just be a background character. They talked to Dave, not not probably talked to Pablo Hidalgo asking about them. He wouldn't say much. They did say that there will be practical versions, like little puppets. Other ones will be CGI. But mm-hmm. I, you'll see them. I don't know how prominently you'll see them, but uh, I, it made a big impression in that featurette. Are they like the size of a penguin? About yeah. About okay. that yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that was the creature. We decided to do one just because it's like, oh, let's just talk about the porgs we know nothing about. Thought that would be fun. But anyway, um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Long Time Ago Radio. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can email us at podcast at canontimeline.com. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so by looking up the Jawa Josh. For everyone else, what? how can people find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca June Lane, and I will also pimp our uh, our official Twitter, which is at LTA underscore radio. You can find me on Instagram at Dapper underscore Fet, and if you guys have a chance, take a look at our Facebook page. Look up Long Time Ago Radio, and you'll find us. That's it, everybody. <laughs> Come back next week when we're going to talk about the prequels and how we reconcile our feelings about them. <laughs> Should be a fun episode, and uh, we're not going to bash on them. Probably, I don't. Think I so. enjoyed them. No, People I, can I get have pissy. a lot of love. I enjoyed them. They're part yeah. of Star Wars. They're, 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 they're they are part of the story. Yeah. Well, we'll save it. We'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting passionate yeah. already. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll see everybody. May the force be with you. Bye. Bye. Bye.